0: Hi, Patrick here, and today, a code-breaking detective story. It's the new Dan Brown book. No? No. This story is told by my big show colleague, Alex Gallifant, And it starts like this. In the year 1900, a wealthy British archaeologist named Arthur Evans went digging on the Mediterranean island of Crete. He excavated the ruins of Knossos, and he found a palace he took to be the home of King Minos. You know, the guy who, according to Greek mythology, had that labyrinth. Evans also unearthed a series of clay tablets, tablets that recorded Europe's earliest known writing, dating back three and a half thousand years to the Bronze Age. Arthur Evans called this written script Linear B. He didn't know what it meant or what it was. No one did. Here's Alex now to take up the story.
1: Linear B features an array of mysterious symbols constructed out of simple lines. Marguerite Fox is the author of a new book, The Riddle of the Labyrinth, and the riddle was as hard as they come.
2: You have no idea what this script is or what the tablets say. In addition, you have no idea even what language the script is used to record, so you have the ultimate intellectual locked room mystery, an unknown script writing an unknown language.
1: So how do you ever find your way into a seemingly closed system like that? A solution took more than half a century to arrive.
0: There's now a better chance of reading these earliest European inscriptions than ever
1: before. In 1952, a young British architect named Michael Ventris did excavate the meaning of Linear B, that was him talking on BBC Radio in the wake of his triumph. Ventris fit the model of a solitary, tortured genius, so much so that the decipherment of Linear B has often been portrayed as principally his accomplishment alone. But, says author Margalit Fox, Ventris built his success on a foundation laid by an American, Alice Kober
2: as is so often the case in women's history, behind this great achievement lay these hours and hours of unseen labour by this unheralded woman. We'll
1: meet Alice Kober in a moment, but first consider the scale of the challenge Linear B posed. The script was unknown, the language it recorded was unknown, and there was no equivalent to the Rosetta Stone, the bilingual slab that paved the way for the decipherment of the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphs.
2: None Ever surfaced, nor has one been found to this day.
1: Without such a key, it would take persistent analysis to unpick the door to this locked room. Step back for a moment and think about the symbols that make up a page of text.
2: All a writing system is, really, is a graphic map.
1: In English, say, a hollow round circle maps the sound O. That's it. Every writing system, explains Margalit Fox, uses one of three systems, or a combination.
2: There is the logographic system, the best-known example is Chinese, where a whole character stands for a whole word. Next comes the syllabic system, used to write, for instance, Japanese, where a character stands for a syllable, like ma or ba. And then finally, familiar to us as English speakers, is the alphabet, where a character stands usually just for a single sound. It's rarely
1: clear-cut, but that's the general idea. Linear B was very likely a syllabic script. There were about 80 different symbols, right in the range you'd expect. And there were a few pictographs dotted about, horses and pots. It seemed that the tablets recorded the domestic affairs of the palace. But for 30 years, not much more was known than that, until Alice Kober came along. In the 1930s and 40s, Kober was an assistant professor at Brooklyn College in New York. She taught a full load of classes in Latin and Greek. She lived with her widowed mother, and there's no record in her papers of a social or romantic life of any kind. Instead, for almost two decades, Alice Kober pursued the decipherment of this mysterious Bronze Age script.
2: She turned herself into the world's leading expert on Linear B. It was she who was working hundreds of hours with a slide rule, literally sitting at her dining table in the Flatbush section of Brooklyn at night after her papers were graded cigarette burning at her elbow, poring over the few published inscriptions, looking and looking for patterns of repeated symbols in the script.
1: Marguerite Fox says Koba adopted a philosophy of form without meaning. She wouldn't make guesses, and she wouldn't ascribe speculative sound values to symbols. Instead, she set out to record the frequency of every symbol or character in the tablets.
2: And then the frequency of every character in each position in the word, initial position, final position, medial, second, next to last, and, as if that weren't enough, the frequency of every character in juxtaposition to that of every other character.
1: During the years surrounding the Second World War, writing materials were hard to come by, so Coba recorded her detailed analysis on handmade index cards.
2: The backs of old greeting cards, the insides of covers of examination, blue books. She stole a lot of checkout slips from the Brooklyn College Library. And all of these she painstakingly cut with scissors one at a time till she had something like 180,000 cards that she had hand cut
1: her monumental effort paid off. Alice Kober spotted groups of symbols that appeared throughout the inscriptions, groups that would start the same but end in consistently different ways. That was the breakthrough. Kober now knew that Linear B was an inflected language, with word endings that shifted according to use. In English, for instance, you get words like sing, singer, and singing. Remember, Linear B is syllabic, each symbol contains a consonant and a vowel, like t or mi, or ni. Some symbols would starter in the same way, they'd share a consonant or a vowel. Now we know that t, mi, and ni are sounds in Linear B, but Coba was able to plot the relationships between symbols on a grid before any of the sounds were known. Alice Coba was on the verge of deciphering Linear B, but before she could add sounds to her grid of symbols, she fell ill and died. It was 1950. Koba was 43. Still, she left behind a sturdy bridge for others to cross, and in 1952, Michael Venturis did. It's rather like doing
0: a crossword puzzle, on which the positions of the black squares
1: haven't been printed for you. Venturis built out Koba's grids as much as possible, and then added his own brilliance to the mix. He wondered about the repeated groups of symbols identified by Koba as evidence of inflection. What if they stood for the names of towns in Crete? What if they worked the same way as, say, the words Brooklyn and Brooklynite? Place names are exactly the kinds of things you'd expect to crop up all the time, especially on official palace documents. And place names often don't change much, even after centuries. A town such as Knossos, say, or in the syllabic form of Linear B, Ko- no so. The script began to talk. With a few names, Ventris could now add sounds to the grids of symbols begun by Alice Koba. That allowed him to sound out other words in the inscriptions. Linear B, it turned out, was a form of ancient Greek.
2: No one knew that Greek speakers even existed that far back, so it barely crossed anyone's mind that the script could be Greek. And even if Greek speakers had existed that far back. The thinking went that without the Greek alphabet, which was centuries in the future, they would have had no way to write their language down. So Greek was ruled out as a possibility very, very early.
1: The cracking of Linear B transformed that understanding. The theory now is that colonizing Greeks arrived on Crete from the mainland and appropriated an indigenous writing system to record their own language. That's Linear B. As for that older Cretan writing system... Well, some of that was found at Knossos too. It's called Linear A. But there's very little of it. Too little to allow a decipherment. So far. For The World, I'm Alex Galifant.
0: We've got images of Alice Koba and some of the inscriptions on tablets of Linear B at theworld.org language. Also have some links there to other articles on Linear B. The World in Words is on Facebook, I'm also on Twitter. My handle is Patrick Ox, That's P-A-T-R-I-C-O-X. I'll be back, I hope, in a couple of days.